It's the real hip hop. Hip hop. The real hip hop. Peace. This is Sharon Shabazz. You're listening to the RealHipHop.com podcast. In this episode, I talked to Long Island, New York MC, AWOL Demine Rider. In 2021, AWOL and producer Jay Hershey released a project called Sega AM2. The title of the project pays tribute to the game developers behind AWOL's favorite video game console. In 2023, AWOL and Hershey released a sequel, Sega AM2, Part 2. On this show, I talked to AWOL the Mind Rider about getting props in his hometown of Long Island, working with producer Jay Hershey in their new album, Sega AM2, Part 2. Why did you name your series after Sega AM2? Okay. This is that's a great question. Um I named my series uh, Sega AM2 because of a few things. Um growing up as a, as a kid, my first um system ever was Sega Genesis and around that time in the, in the early 90s I was like playing a lot of their like their games and stuff like that, you know. Like I, it took me a while to catch on, but you know, games like Gunblade and you know, like I, you know, like like Virtua Cop and Virtua Fighter, you know, like so a lot of those resonated to me, and you know, it, it was just I feel like nostalgically, that's kind of like like where Sega started in a sense, like the arcade era. And a lot of people don't know or realize that, you know what I mean? So, and that's kind of where, you know, so I felt like in a sense, like it would just be Sega for me. I mean, I felt me, I feel like Sega altogether is like my home. So I felt like at home with this, with, with this project, like, so you know what I mean? There's a lot of things involved with that too, but I feel like it was more like the lively, like play, misadventurous, arcadic adventure. You know, and I had a name. You know, so and, and what what name? Cause you, you know, what better name than Sega AM two? <laughs> wow. Um, I feel like honestly, it brings me back home. Uh, it brings me back to where you know where everything started. Like you know, so. I think that's why. Okay. What is it about Jay Hershey's production that suits your style so well? You know, I don't, it's different. It, it, like the first time that we, we ever like worked on a project or anything at all, it was out of, a, it was out of random. So, and, I didn't think that when we first linked up, I didn't think that um, I thought it was going to be like, oh, you know, one time collab kind of thing or, you know, I didn't think that it was going to grow into something 
you know, like so, so grand, you know, and I feel like a lot of his sound, it, it just, it catches my ear to where a lot of producers catch my ear, but nothing like Jay Hershey. There's nothing that I ever heard like him. And I feel like we just, we just mesh so together, like sonically, like, you know what I mean? Like it just, it just works. I feel like in a sense, he helped me create, not help me create, but he helped me like better my style. So I think he, as much as like his beats are like very, 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 you know, melodic, they definitely like, comp we bet we complement each other's style. Okay. On the song Pounds, you say getting pounds off that Lost Borough sound. Now, New York has changed over the years. Have people been receptive to your style of emceeing in New York? Strong as I had as genuine when I rhyme. If you get out of line, I'll trick that gentleman when I'm bottomed by design. And in retaliation, eradicating your spine. My one punch man will leave you flying in the skies. Zooming past the orbit, man, you won't believe your eyes. When you wake up in the morning, when you look it in the mirror, and them shits are black and swollen. Uh, yo, you know what my name is. My rider A, and I do it for the grace of getting pounds off that lost burrow sound. Over niggas' heads while I'm in the underground. Everywhere I go, Solid off the metal gear Give three cheers to the others nigga here Live in your area and even in your face Blasting in your stereo Pumping with the bass like Smoking a port in the holy homegrown That'll put your lungs in a sleeper hold My dick with the skeezers No, ask the bullet booth She's a lychee hole Her lips on a pipe Getting deep in uneven holes And something like addictive pain She never even cope 34 sun is per diem And she's even broke Me, I couldn't trust a stupid bitch To have my reefer rolled Boring basic Bitch in Alaska, just remedial. Yo, you know what my name is. Mom, right A, and I do it for the grace of getting pounds off that lost borough sound over niggas' heads while I'm in the underground. Everywhere I go, solid off the metal gear. Give three cheers to the illest nigga here. Live in your area and even in your face. Blasting in your stereo, pumping with the bass like, wow. <laughs> That's a good question. Yes and no. I feel like a lot of it gets uh, underlooked. Um, they probably, it's either A, they've never heard a style like me before, which I usually hear that a lot. And not to boast my, you know, boast myself, but they never heard a style like me before, or I sound like somebody like that I don't sound like. I, I heard things like I sound like Biggie, I sound like this, I sound like that. I sound like Buster Rhymes. Shout out Buster Rhymes. But, you know, um, I feel like when I say getting pounds off the Lowsboro sound, it's because the, the, the respect that I do get off my, at least the sound that I think is my, you know, is the Lowsboro sound is... Like the respect is is just there. It's just like it's just different. The, the imprint is different. Like everything about it is different. The only thing that's just that 
that's indifferent about it is the fact that it's hip hop. It's it, it's 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 it stands out. Like I want to just I'm not just doing this for myself, but I'm doing this for the culture because honestly, as you can see, we're at a point in time where we're probably never going to hear like music like this again. So I feel like you know the Rock Hymns, you know the Method Man's, the um, the Biz Marquis, you know like like the De La Souls, you know, like um, the Keith Murray's, the Eric Sermons, you know, we have some, but we, we need more of that. Like there's plenty of legends, but Long Island gets underlooked a lot, a lot. I mean, Buster Rhymes just had, you know, I just spoke about Long Island, thank God, at the BET Awards. And that was lovely to do that, but I feel like we need more exposure for that. You know what I mean? And De La Soul is that. R.I.P. Trugoy and, you know, and MF Doom, R.I.P. MF Doom. That's, that's, that's been the legend. So, you know, we need more of that. There's been plenty of talent that's come out of, like, sorry to be so long-winded, but there's been plenty of talent that come out of, like, Long uh, Lost Borough or Long Island. And I feel like, you know, uh, I got to, I, if it's not if it's if not me who somebody got to do it so okay on the song NBA Jam you say to dumb niggas I'm a weirdo were you always aware that people who judged you had a problem and you didn't if not how were you able to get to that point Honestly, everything is like a reflection. Um, like, <laughs> I wear weird, you know, like, to a lot of people, I don't seem like I fit. I fit the norm, but not too much the norm. Like, I'm just my own person. So, like, I've always been just this different kind of being. I never, you know, I feel like people take it personally or try to take shots personally. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just, if it's not my music, it's my personality. If it's not that, it's always something. Sometimes I guess you could say it was me, but it was probably, I think my problem was I wasn't around the right people. 
It's like, just put it this way. You're a Sega Genesis cartridge in a room full of Super Nintendo uh, games. <laughs> and that's the end. And it's, it's clearly Super Nintendo's right in front of you. It's not working. And that's I think that was, that's me. That It spells out all, even to this day. I'm the only one at 32 that loves his childhood and and and, and embraces childhood so much that I'm doing this. So, you know, I feel like uh, if, you you know, maybe I really wasn't the problem. Maybe it was just the other people. Maybe you should just see what's, you know, what's inside. <laughs> There's more to life than just, you know, what you see. <laughs> but yes, I think... I don't, I think it was, it's not I that has a problem all the time. I just say, like, if I'm the weirdo, I'm the weirdo, like, because I know that, like, I might not mess with people, but if I try, at least I tried, you know, and my hands open, just give me a chance. If not, I might not get into your club today, but you're still, at the end of the day, you might respect me. So that's just that's a dope way to look at it, bro. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. You speak about racism on the song Say It Loud. Recently, Willie D of the Ghetto Boy said something that resonated with me. He said that the worst black people get painted as the representatives of all black people by racists while the best of white people get portrayed as the representatives of their entire race. And it, it's so true. Um, some of the hate that you spoke about in the song stems from a fear of black people that is partially unfounded. Like in reality, statistics in America show that far more white people commit violent crimes than black people do. You can see the numbers on FBI.gov. My question is, how do you deal with racism when it directly affects you? And do you think it's something that can ever be fixed in this country? See me walking by like I'm a threat How do you figure you don't even know me, homie From a donut out the hole So how in the fuck you think that you could have me in control? Oh no, hold your breath Let me take you through some steps We were once kings holding a throne Queen stood by our side Never mistaken for hoes Look at Nubian Queen Abar from the kingdom of Kush You would know about these things If you look inside the books I'm sick of the stereotype Of a thug, drug dealer, thief, a rapist look alike Sick of the way you see me in my car Staring at me hard Getting ready to park And double check for all your valuables Lock your doors three times Right before I even laugh at you Talk shit, blast obscenities And give you attitude Sick of the way you view us But love how you amuse us Getting shot by coward cops Or hung up by the Ku Klux Suck my dick, you stupid Ah, uh, 
I'm black, I'm proud, I'm strong. Say it loud. I'm black, I'm proud, I'm strong. Say it loud. I'm black, I'm proud, I'm strong. Say it loud. 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 Black, I'm proud, I'm strong. There's been plenty of things that I've handled. And to be honest with you, a lot of records were written in the time I was going through some racism, believe it or not. I worked it. I don't want to put my hands on, but it's, it is what it is. Um, I had this, I used to work as a delivery driver for a pizzeria in Little Neck, Queens. I'm not going to say who, but you know. But um, at the time that I was working there. I received some of the most crazy and the most oh, disgusting. I mean, of course, it was like you know, overt racism, you know. But it's it was like you're smiling in my face to then still call me a nigger. I have a nice car like you. I work like you. I, a, I probably have probably not enough, but nearly just as much amount the amount of money that you have in your pocket right now, if not probably more, if not less, who knows? I'm just like you, yet I still get treated like I'm not shit. I get treated like like I'm like I'm I'm under I'm a, I'm part of the underclass. You know what I mean? Like like I don't I'm not treated fairly. As if like this is back in the sixties, you know, it's you know, colors only this and colors only that and whites this and whites that. I feel like growing up in Great Neck, I did see a lot of that. Um, not entirely when I was growing up. Like maybe like in my mid teens or like probably my early early teens I started seeing it. Um, it affects me. Like it does affect me, like to this day. Um, it's just like everywhere I go, it's like, you know, it, it's like, if, no matter if I dress nice, no matter what, what car I have, no matter how much money, no matter who I'm around, I'm just a person just like everybody else. And unfortunately, you know, I get treated like I'm like, I'm some, like, I'm like, I'm not shit. It's crazy how, like, I can walk outside my door or walk outside my car and a white, a random white person who I either see every day or I don't see all the time, but you see my face, you would look at me more of a threat than anything else, knowing that I'm in your neighborhood. That's probably the worst kind of like person to be around when you actually know the person, like you see the person every day, and they have no reason at all to hate you, but they just hate you anyway. You know, I, I feel like I'm a target when I walk outside these doors, not a target of racism. I feel like I'm a target of a lot of things. I'm 6'6", six, six, you know, I'm, I have dreadlocks or excuse me, um, locks, because I don't like to say, you know, there's nothing dreadful about having locks. You know, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm loud and I'm funny, but I'm not like loud and obnoxious. I don't really give any real reason for you to, you know, look at me as a threat other than my height. And even at that, I mean, could you imagine if I were white? And if you really knew this, I mean, I also have an English background, quarter English. 
if you knew that, if you knew where, where I'm really from, you wouldn't look at me like this. A lot of people outside of where I'm, my hometown is, they don't. They look at me like I'm different sometimes. Unless you, if I tell you where I'm from, uh, yeah, it's been it's been plenty of plenty of things, man. I mean, I wrote that song because it was out of pain. Like I've never spoken on anything like that before. George Floyd just passed away, like you know, like like three years ago, right? Two, three years ago now. Mm-hmm. And and it's crazy how like you know time passes, and I think that was around the time I started writing. I, I was writing that song actually, which is crazy. Um, I feel like there was a message that needed to be said, and I didn't think that I would ever get that out. And I think that like say it loud was that song like. No one's ever heard a message like that coming out of from me, you know, coming from me before ever. Like, I don't, I just don't, I'm not the political kind of guy. I mean, I am, and I'm not. I stand on certain things. I'm not like the Tyler Qualies of, of the rap game. I try to stay in my lane and stay, you know, stay for, close in my car. But if there's something that, that isn't being said, like when you're looked as a threat, to police or anything, any anybody other than as far as white people or anyone else that's not white or not black, it's it gotta be solved. Something gotta be said, bro. I don't think it's fair that you should be looked at you should be looked at as a target or you should be placed in a hospital or in a casket because of how you look. But that's all I have to say about that. Or just how you are. Like if you feel like, you know, you tell us to go back to our country, but no one that ever explains how we got here. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Sorry about that. Nah, it's all good. I mean, do you think it can be fixed? Do you see this changing? Yes. Uh, it's going to take a while, but it, it also starts from us. It can't just be from like, you know, everything else. First of all, I mean, half this thing, half, I mean, half this things that it can be fixed. I feel like the media, like, could change most narratives. Like, they speak on certain things, but they don't speak on everything. They speak on job uh, discrimination, but everyone goes through job discrimination every day. We've been going through job discrimination for years. Uh, 20 years ago, they, they, they finally started, you know, saying something about about it because I guess people are getting sued left and right and they finally, you know what I mean? I feel like if people would just wake up a little bit more, we would probably try to eradicate racism one day at a time. I mean, there's plenty of things that bring people and, you know, together, like, you know, and euphoric, and there's plenty of euphoric things that, that put, that, that place this, you know, hip hop is basically utopia if you think about it. Because you don't have to be black. You don't have to be living in in, in, in in poverty. You don't have you can just be you. And that's what that's what it was in the in the very beginning, but then it became it, it sprung into something else. And I feel like, you know, if you if people were just a little bit open minded, I feel like um we could probably eradicate racism. Political, you know, adversaries are also a part of that, too. So if we got rid of them, if we took more power into the people, like if we took more power for ourselves, we would give less, like, 
of the political party power and we wouldn't be so controlled like half the things that happen and we don't know about or you know what I mean or we don't have an answer to or whatever they want to you know what I'm saying like we would be outside doing something like if this is with the 60s and 70s again you know we were outside doing something there's there's no fight nowadays everything's just behind the screen everything's just uh swipe right or swipe left there is no going outside anymore you know what I mean and I feel like people just need to just get back into like the old days like their old spirits what their grandfathers or their father their mothers or their fathers before them before us taught you know what I mean if that were to even but unfortunately sometimes going back it also can mess up going forward but even at that going back like right now like we we've gone back so many times to hate it's like when will, when will we ever give a chance to actually give you know to love I feel like there's like the way to do things about it is start off with classes or something like um, I don't know like workshops workshops uh you know try to try to make things less marketable because I mean there's every I mean there's nothing in money it's like things you can buy there's no love in money this is America though it's a business <laughs> this is this is capitalism and, 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 and unfortunately, instead of me putting out this message for free, I have to record. I have to go into a studio, record it, make sure it sounds good, get it mixed and mastered, and then press it for you guys to hear. And that is the way for my resolution. Because I could go outside and I could do that too. And I, I'm pretty sure I've done. I'm, I'm an MC, the mic, you know what I mean? The mic controller. I got to make sure that, you know, the, the crowd, not just, the, not even just the crowd, but people hear me, people hear my message. So, like, I think this is my way of uh, fighting the power. It's not just about voice, though. You got to put actions, too. So, yeah. Okay. You talk about your car accident on the song Crazy Taxi, and then, might be the angriest song ever in rap. What is the driver doing or not doing that has you still upset? And is there anything he can do to make it right? Why you surprised, nigga? Is it for the fact that I'm alive, nigga? Think that you the only one that has survived, nigga? I know you scared, I can see it in your eyes, nigga. You know the who, what, when, where, and why, nigga. You know the truth, so don't even try to lie, nigga. You drove drunk, now you wanna run and hide, nigga. I'm coming for you just to skin your fucking hide, nigga. Hmm. Why you surprised, nigga? Is it for the fact that I'm alive, nigga? Think that you the only one that has survived, nigga? I know you scared, I can see it in your eyes, nigga. You know the who, what, when, where, and why, nigga. You know the truth, so don't even try to lie, nigga. You drove drunk, now you wanna run and hide, nigga. I'm coming for you, just to sting your fucking hide, nigga. Uh, dress softly, trusted shitty judgment had me driven through a small tree, broken right femur, so that white flash launching at that two-seater beam and can't believe it when you cost me. 125 on a dash. How I ended up with someone like you in a crash. Now I'm in disorder of this post-traumatic stress. Corey fucking my I would need you to confess, motherfucker. Why you surprised, nigga? 
Is it for the fact that I'm alive, nigga? Think that you the only one that has survived, nigga? I know you scared, I can see it in your eyes, nigga. You know the who, what, when, where, and why, nigga. You know the truth, so don't even try to lie, nigga. You drove drunk, now you wanna run and hide, nigga. I'm coming for you just to skin your fucking hide, nigga. Um, okay. Let's talk about it right now, because... Um... To this very day, I am harassed by the very driver that put me into a car accident. The very drunk driver that put me in a car accident. I got, if it's not his friends, it's his family harassing me. It's him going through my mail and dripping up my mail. Yes. You know, you're doing scandalous shit behind my back. I got to set up cameras for like that you in places you don't know about and it's like a bunch of shit man like it's like it's too much damage even afterwards for us to move forward it's like I don't really want to move forward I just want to move away um I have tried making there was like there's no I still I didn't even get an apology it it was actually it's so crazy that I'm getting caught in the accident and get a scar on my face and I get all the, I got, I get everything that I didn't ask for. And I, I wasn't even inebriated that day. I, as a matter of fact, I, I was, I, I didn't even drink, you know, like I don't drink like that. And, you know, for, for me to go through what I went through and not get an apology or get a half-ass apology was crazy. And then to put, for you to put, for you to still like put me through the bullshit traumatic or try to, you know, put me through the crap, you know, the ringer and still have me going through traumatic experiences still doesn't, it doesn't put anything to rest. It just makes me more angrier. You know, I didn't even think that I'd be able to write a song like this. I thought it was going to take me like a long time to write a song like this, you know, and it didn't, it took me a little bit less than, than what I hoped for. And and before writing that song, I was trying to make peace with him. And it's just like time and time again, even to this very day, it just seems like, you know, he's just so, so much of a petty person. I don't think we're ever going to really move forward. I mean, you told, I mean, I, I, I just can't just, I just don't get it. I mean, I just don't like I was in a Walker, you know, um, you know, with one arm and one leg, I had to suffer. I suffered through that, that accident. And not one person on, on that side helped me or anything like that. I have received more traumatic. Like, there was only a few people that helped me. You know, shout out uh, Nikki Sapienza. Shout out Iman or Rogan. You know what I'm saying? Shout out the others involved as well. But uh, especially Alicia Gamble. Uh, Alicia Gamble helped me out too. Um, but honestly, there if there's a way to 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 drop it all, yeah, just honestly, just leave me alone. I mean, just admit what you did. Leave it alone. You already told half like everybody in the area that uh, you know, I was the cause of your accident. But the stories don't make it. When you tell the story, it doesn't add up. So I just. If I if this man was watching right now, 
Just leave me alone, man. Just leave me alone. That's why I made the record. I made the record not just for you to leave me alone, but to let you know that I'm on a different, I'm on a different um, plate. Like I'm angry, but I can't go about things the way I want to. Unfortunately, this is my growth. If I could say anything, that song wasn't my growth from how I really wanted, how I was really feeling in the beginning. Okay. okay. Last question, man. What do you hope to achieve with Sega AM2 Part 2? I hope, or what I would, no, fuck hope. What I want to achieve. The same way how everyone talks about classics, everyone talks about album classics. They talk about legends. People that did things for the community or did, you know, pe real, real heroes. As much as I, I like to call myself an anti-hero, and I am an anti-hero, Maybe I could be a hero in some in somebody's life like this, the way that everyone was to me at one point. And then, you know, like not even just part two, just any any projects I've dropped, but part two indefinitely. I won't like that was an album that this is my first actual full length album that I really dropped with pure intention, and not to mention this record was like was made in between life and death. Like I would not even be here right now. Like it was so bad. I've rehearsed NBA jam and I out of my coma before it was recorded. Word of God. You know what I mean? So if I were to get anything out of this, it's to be remembered, not even just me, like the people behind that record, the people in th that, you know, that, that inspired me to write that record, the people that aspired me to write that record and inspired me to live on, like, you know, through the record. Like, you get a piece of me. Like, everything all on one platter. And I have nothing to lie about. And I feel like this should be how artists should really you know what i mean if they if you you can be a rapper or you could be an mc i'm an mc i'm gonna tell like i'm gonna tell like it is and i'm gonna tell what's real you can take it or leave it if i could give my hope my goal for sega, sega am2 is not to not for it to be a classic like and you know for the next 40 50 years if i if we ever see that and i hope to god we see that if not, it's wishful thinking. But I just want to, you know, even when I leave this shit, I can still, like, pop it in and be like, these were some good-ass times. Like, I made this record, and I hope to, like, I hope that people resonate from this record. Like, they learn something from not just me, but for themselves. You don't have to be anybody but yourself. And I'm telling my story about myself, my misadventures in my life, or the misadventures that I had, and the misadventures that I'm going to make forward 
God will, you know, God willing. So. All right. Hey, Walter Mon writer. Thank you for joining the real hip hop.com podcast. It's been a pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. You know what I'm saying? And Sega's the greatest. Remember, never forget. Nintendo. <sighs> Sorry. Peace. Peace, peace. The real hip hop MCing and DJing from your own mind, you know? I just right now we should start the show.